Welcome back to Building the Bach, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. In this segment, we talk with the first responders of the Castleton derailment. This is Ken Pollock, Cass County Commissioner. On uh, New Year's Eve, it was one of the coldest nights of the year in, in North Dakota, and um, Governor, or Senator, excuse me, Mayor McConnell and myself were both tasked with um, having to make the decision to issue an evacuation order. And, and, you know, and that order really put, put the people out of their homes on one of the most brutal nights of the year. You know, everyone in this room intends that the, the, that the product moves safely and, and we just assume that it's going to. But when it doesn't, it comes down to a local response in order to, in order to protect the citizenry and also to, to deal with the disaster. And, um, and, and I, think, I think we locals need the assistance in order to make, to make this happen in a, in a smooth way because, you know, there was really a tremendous amount of scrambling. Thing, things went, went as well as we could possibly hope, and we've learned a lot from that. But, but it's the local response, really, that determines what happens after there is an accident. And we, sh we sure look for that support from both the federal and the state people. Thank you. And that was Ken Pollock, Cass County Commissioner. Next, Captain Rick Majerus, Cass County Sheriff's Office. I know that firemen and law enforcement are, we joke a lot against each other, but really um, we try to train. You, you talked about the training. Yes, the flood taught us a lot of things, and we try to be proactive as much as possible. Uh, something like this, obviously, you can only train so much on and be as proactive as, as possible, but we all react to what is at hand, and that's exactly what happened here. And and I know the mayor talked about, uh, thank God it was outside of Castleton. The Fargo mayor <coughs> talked about, thank God it wasn't in the city, because had it been closer, we would have had a much different situation than what we did uh, at this time. So we just hope that the underlying, uh, what you folks all do uh, with the rail cars, uh, BNSF, what they do and can help us in the future to uh, be more proactive in what we do. And that was Captain Rick Majerus of the Cass County Sheriff's Office. Next, Dave Rognes, Emergency Manager. I think uh, Fire Chief McLean will talk a little bit more about uh, the fire response and, and issues relating to that, but I'd just like to touch base on a couple of things. Number one, the importance of training and exercising and the appropriate level of equipment. Uh, the incident that we had in Castleton certainly tested the limits of our capabilities locally. And in a rural state like North Dakota, that becomes much more difficult as we deal with small rural fire departments uh, that are strictly uh, volunteer driven and uh, don't always have the capabilities of dealing with a significant major disaster event like this would have been uh, or was. Uh, and so the state of North Dakota has looked at that issue and devised a plan where we have regional response capabilities, uh, where in significant investment in training and equipment and exercising has done, been done uh, primarily with full-time uh, paid uh, fire departments, uh, law enforcement, and EMS departments. And that certainly backs up the local capabilities. Uh, and so. Uh, all and any efforts uh, as we go forward to continue supporting uh, those opportunities for training and exercising and enhancing equipment are extremely important. And lastly, I think 
I'd be remiss if I didn't comment on something that I don't think has gotten much attention in relation to the Castleton incident, and that is uh, the involvement of Burlington Northern in the response side of this. Um, in our after action, uh, we realized that Burlington Northern brought over 300 staff and contract employees uh, to Castleton from all across the country to help us with uh, managing this incident. And our first responders couldn't have done it without them. And so uh, we have to acknowledge that they play an important role in coming to an incident and working side by side with our incident command staff and the responders in helping us uh, deal with this kind of a thing. So. Thank you. And that was Cass County Emergency Manager Dave Rognes. Next, we talk with Castleton Fire Chief Tim McLean. On December 30th, the city of Castleton was only a minute away from a tremendous disaster. We were very fortunate the derailment happened where it did. Due to prior planning and training, the incident was handled with no injuries or loss of life. Since the derailment on December 30th, we have seen a tremendous amount of attention given to the safe shipment of crude oil. We believe this attention will improve safety for transportation of hazardous materials across North Dakota and the United States. Our department is very grateful for the support we have received from the federal and state government and the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad. We want to say thank you for the work that has already been accomplished and that is yet to be done to improve transportation safety and training of emergency responders. We know there is still a long road ahead and many hurdles to overcome and solutions will not happen overnight. And incidents such as this become a lightning rod for change as well as an opportunity for all communities to discuss what if it happens here. Since the derailment, most of this discussion has been without improving the safety or about improving the safety of rail cars. However, properly training and equipping, equipping emergency responders is just as important. We are all aware incidents can happen and will happen and having knowledge and responders Equipped to do the job is our primary line of defense. And thank you for coming to Castleton and doing the work that you're doing on this situation. And that was the fire chief of Castleton, Tim McLean. Next, the Fargo fire chief, Steve Dirksen. Uh, one of the things that did come out of our uh, meeting that we had in January uh, at the Fargo City Commission Chambers, we did talk about training and, and like Senator Heitkamp had said, BNSF has stepped up to the plate and has made a significant investment in first responder training. And I've had the opportunity over the last few months to be working with uh, their Director of Hazardous Materials Operations, Pat Brady, in developing a program that they're going to be kicking off very soon. And uh, that's going to train several hundred uh, first responders in directly crude oil um, emergencies. And so I appreciate uh, BNSF's uh, stepping up to the plate and, and working with that. To, and, uh, and I've worked with uh, Mr. Brady as well, and North Dakota first responders are going to be some of the first people going through that class. So we really appreciate that as well. So again, thank you for all the work that you've done. Continue, we thank you for your support. We ask that you continue to support as we go through and meet the needs of the training of the first responders in, in our communities across the state. And that was Steve Dirksen, the Fargo Fire Chief. To listen to the entire segment, or interviews from this segment, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. Now I've been moving around a lot these days. I, 
I remember when I was in grade school, them drilling a, a well on our land, and they weren't able to get to the oil because of the lack of technology at the time. But I was just telling him some random stories. Uh, he has a film background. He goes, "Dude, we got to make a movie up there." Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it is it, it is Wild West. Now I've been moving around a lot these days. From apartment to apartment, stay to stay. I'm very happy that I ended up in North Dakota. People are amazingly true to their heart. The one place I could call my home. I grew up here back when things oil field was slow. It's pretty much just a farming community. Under the soft red glow of the wintertime city clouds. Every time I go home now, it's something, something's different, you know. There's three more apartment complexes or Menards is going up, always changing. Every time I roll back to town. Every time I roll back around. Even when you see, like, uh, people driving down the street, now you see Lambos drive, you see Ferraris, you see Porsches. That's something we've never seen before. It, it's really, it's really changed. Out by my grandma's house, and some days I can almost feel the wind blow. Taste that cool, dry, dusty autumn air in my mouth. Uh, in a car, they're in a tent, they're in some other building that's not meant for human habitation. We've actually found people living in haystacks, in uh, grain bins. We found one guy that, that basically gets shelter in a culvert each night. Come falling down on me Every time I roll back to town Every time I roll back around On Friday nights, if there wasn't a game going on, I'd jump in my dart swinger. 72 Dodge Dart, two-door, sports model, and uh, Drag Main, where we'd turn, uh, take a right by Simonson's, go down, take a left, which is now maybe, I don't know if it's a Hardy's there, we'd go down Main, turn around the depot, and then drive that route back. Pretty simple life. I have lived in Dickinson since 1978, and I went through the 80s oil boom, married there, and then we went through some pretty lean times in Dickinson. I feel like going back to North Dakota, take a job and find a wife, and finally settle down. Give this football shot opportunity the best of my abilities and uh, get my agronomy degree and hopefully return home, work at the local elevator and help take over the family farm. And provides, and I'd hate to think that I'd become a stranger to the place where I was born, where my heart still resides. Well, if your industry coming in, you know, respect the people that you're coming on to. Well, if you're coming on a sovereign nation, you should respect those people. All the memories come falling down on me every time I roll back to town. Beautiful mother, came off a farm in Berthold, eighth grade education, moved into a one-room apartment of a bar and a hardware store, had to go on welfare, and then get a job as a domestic in babysitting. But that mama was a wonderful teacher and one of the most pathologically honest people I've ever met. So as hard as it sounds now, it really wasn't that tough because I had a good person, a good example inside the house. I've actually lived on the eastern half of the state longer than I have over here, but I'll still always call Western North Dakota home. 